Hello and welcome to the Corgi Town USA podcast. I am Candy. This is Chuckles. He is the president of the Corgi Committee and spokes Corg for Corgi Town USA. And we also have on the floor because they're too big to pick up um, my Corgi Digby and my Australian cattle dog, and that is Wigan. Wigan. He's one of our chairs of the Corgi. He committee. is one of the chairs of the Corgi Honorary. Committee. Honorary. Yeah. yeah. Well, today we have a special guest. We are continuing our um, segment on rescue stories. And we have a, a nice lady named Cheyenne, which I love that. That tickles me to death because my girl, my rescue girl, her name is Cheyenne. Right. Um, and I and named her Booger. And I always call her Booger. I don't call her Cheyenne anymore, but all of her legal paperwork says Cheyenne. So when I call to make an appointment at the vet, I say, oh, I need to get Booger in for shots. They say, is that Cheyenne? I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> So I love that we met a person named Cheyenne. I said, you wouldn't believe it, but my dog shares the same name as you, but I never, <laughs> never call her that. So, uh, but she has a rescue brindle corgi named Bits. So we're going to hear Bits' story today. Oh, how wonderful. I love, I love rescue. Um, and Cheyenne, uh, actually, uh, Wiggins, Sisfer, uh, a, a now gone Sisfer, unfortunately. It, uh, her name was Cheyenne as well. So Aww. it's a pretty name. I love that name. Yeah, it is nice. It's just, it's long when you're calling, especially when I rescued, you know, Bug, I would be like, hey, Shy, Bug. Bug. Yeah. yeah. It's just easier to Booger. Come here. Yeah. So, uh, and she's a little silly. So, you yes. know, call her Booger Brain. It's Booger Brain. Um, but we, you know, I've had seven corgis now. Had seven. Yeah, I parties. have a new nephew. Yes, Mortimer Barnabas. Morty B. Morty B. Mortimer Barnabas. He is the cutest. Yeah, he's a little baby. We're yeah. learning a lot. Yes. But with all these rescues I've had, we've talked a lot. Of course, we're pro-rescue here at we Corgi are. Town USA. We definitely recommend, if you can, please rescue if you want a Corgi. You yep. will always find ones that need homes. And we talk a lot about their situation and um, you just it's different when you get a puppy from a breeder, a reputable breeder, and you kind of know their history, you know, the, the health testing, you know, yes. kind of the conditions with rescues. You're not so lucky. It's it, whatever right. happened before. It, it's whatever happened before. And you are giving a precious soul, a wonderful life. However long that life may be, you're giving a precious soul, a wonderful life. Digby, uh, you know, everybody knows my story and Digby gave me, uh, you know, reason to get out of bed every morning. And that was to walk him and, uh, just look lots of love and hugs and kisses at the most trying time. And I, you know, I mean, he was with you and that was an amazing home for him to be in. And now he's with me and it's an amazing home for him to be in. And however long a rescue is with you, that's, you know, how long you can make their lives amazing. Yeah. He's, I love rescue stories yes. and the process is so rewarding. It is. And you, again, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, Digby came from a loving home actually before I got him. They just were sadly unable to keep him. Yes. Um, but he, he, he still needed a lot of training. The corgis are very high energy and they're a working breed. So we have some fun training stories coming up yes. too. So please stay tuned. But I don't want to waste too much time talking about rescues. I can go into that. Of course, we can spend all day talking about what a wonderful process that is. Uh, but shall we bring? I want to meet Cheyenne. Yeah, let's and, bring her on. Okay. And her rescue. Cheyenne, welcome. Hi, Cheyenne. Hello. <laughs> 
We're How so are happy you? to have you. We're good. We're happy to good. have you here. <laughs> yeah. It's good to be here. This is different. This is cool. Oh, is this your first podcast? Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. We we love rescue stories. So I'm always so excited to hear someone who has a, a happy rescue story, you know, a happy ending, a, a puppy that found a home. Yeah. Oh, no. Hi, Bits. Hello, Dear listener, if you are following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or one of the other podcast platforms, we highly recommend that after you listen to the episode, you go over to our YouTube page so that you can see on camera the lovely little rescue baby that is Bits because he's joining us on camera today. He's adorable. <laughs> he's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I, lo I love that look when, when you pull them up in, in your lap and you have them on your Zoom call with work or you have them on a podcast and they go like, what are you doing, mom, dad, what the heck? It depends on, it depends on which one. I mean, most of them are like, no, like Digby doesn't like it. You put them in his Oh yeah, lap. no, Digby, Digby does not like it at all. Chuckles is all about it. He says, I'm a model. Mom says I'm perfect. Would you like to see me? I'm going to join. I want to be part of this. <laughs> yes. yes. So I have some questions for you about bits. Yeah, go for it. We, we, so dear listener, dear viewer, we are in Arizona and we're part of this large, wonderful group of Arizona Corgi uh, Paul Ritz. And so Bits here is also a Arizona court and Arizona Corgi and his mom's an Arizona Corgi Paul Ritz. So I was so excited to discover you guys and I would love to hear what made you want a Corgi, Cheyenne? What made you want to rescue a Corgi? So funny story, I didn't know that corgis existed up until about four or five years ago. Um, I worked for this sporting goods store called Sportsman's and uh, back in North Dakota. And this lady came in with a cardigan corgi and I like looked at that dog and I'm like, he's got a long body and little legs. What are you mixed with? Yep. <laughs> so I asked her, I was like, what kind of a dog is that? And she goes, oh, it's a cardigan corgi. And I said, he has no legs. And she goes, that's, that's a part of the breed. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, can I pet your dog? And she was like, yeah, go for it. And when I sat down, this chunky, fluffy love ball of a baby, like, jumped into my lap. And I legit started bawling. I was like, I want you. Oh, that's and great. it has been like a ah oh, yes, look at the babe. Yeah, it has that's a cardigan. <laughs> it has been like a I don't want to say obsession, but kind of an obsession for five years now. And I knew that that was like my dream dog. I was like, I want one. I was like, I don't care how I get one. I don't care if I have to steal one. I was like, <laughs> I will have one one day. And. Uh, <laughs> Here we Here are. In Town, we do not recommend uh, theft. Yes, we, we're <laughs> totally against it. I did. I did adopt him. I did not steal him. I promise. <laughs> Cat's honor, right? <laughs> well, so I what think. I understand, uh, bits. This actually had a rough background, right? And this is a warning to listener, viewer, that this is, it gets a little rough here. So yeah. get your tissues handy. But can you tell us? Do you mind telling us about bits? Bits' background. Yeah. So he, um, I 
actually got him from his um from the person who who uh bred him and she actually when he was about um i'm gonna go back a little bit so when she usually breeds her corgis, uh, she doesn't let her corgis go to new homes until they are about like five to six months. And that's because she wants them to be fully trained um, in hunting, kenneling, potty, commands, all of it. Like she wants to make sure that you are getting like the perfect dog who knows everything. And she's great with her dogs. Um, but unfortunately, when she had... Um, Bits's litter, uh, she also gave birth because she didn't know that her corgi was actually pregnant oh. uh, at that time because uh, she was like in and out of like doctor's appointments and stuff. So, where are you going? Where are you going? Okay, I will let you down. I will let you down. So, she didn't know that she was expecting a litter. No. And she lives in like the middle of. Uh, the middle of nowhere, Idaho. So she, um, like her husband was always home, but she wasn't because of her like appointments and stuff. And he works. And so the only other person that was there um, was their ranch hand, I guess. So she had no idea that her dog was even pregnant. Oh, so, wow. okay. yeah. So this, so this litter, um, they got the specifics down, like the, um, after she gave birth, she started training them, like, the pottying outside, um, the no, sit, stay, um, come, and uh, she actually let... So, basic, basic commands, and yeah. I under I understand that, and that's, that's a wonder, that's actually a wonderful process. There's, I mean, there are two schools of thought on that. There is, of course, when you train a puppy, there's that bonding, right? You know, so that, that can be rewarding in itself, uh, but that, that's interesting that, this particular person likes to have them completely trained, but tell yeah. us how from that process between when that happened and how you got him and what, what the, you know, what, what series of events led you to getting bits. Right. So she actually let him go about, um, I think at like the two or three month mark. And she actually gave her or gave him to her friend um, because her friends always wanted the dog or a corgi as well. And she had him until from like three months until about like six and a half months. And she didn't have him for very long. Um, and she was working all the time and she didn't have a kennel for him. She wasn't ready for a dog. She mm -hmm. had him locked in a bathroom, um, never fed him, never gave him any water, never took care of him. And so when he started like, going to the bathroom in the bathroom, um, she would get upset and she would get angry. And so her and her boyfriend, and whenever he would whine as well, they would beat him. And so when he went back to Tristan, um, uh, he was literally bones, literally bones. And he is, uh, um, she took him out hunting and stuff to get his like um, muscle back up. And so he would like gain all of that back and kept him on a high protein diet at all times. And um, that's when she took him hunting. So he's been on three bear hunts, two mountain lion hunts, and he's been head to head wow. mountain ram. Wow. Yeah. I'm, what a I'm, tough little dude. Yeah. yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was, I was impressed when uh, Digby 
stupidly chased after a coyote in the backyard. <laughs> He's a mountain lion and trained to do that. That is impressive. He does he now? Definitely not. I'm not a hunter. No. Um, no. My entire family are hunters. Like we're from North Dakota. That's all you do for fun there. I am not. Okay. I'm not a fan of it. I don't like being out in like the mud and the dirt and the cold. Like no, no, thank you. No. And it's so funny to me because. Uh, He's an instigator and he, like, if a dog is barking, he's like, oh, I got to go make a friend. I got to know what's going on. I also want to bark at you. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he, I don't know what it is. I feel like he thinks he was a husky and a German shepherd in his past life because <laughs> that's the only dog he plays with. Like, he sees other corgis and he's like, oh, my God, you're as small as me. Like, that's awesome. Let's go run together. Let's go do a lap. And then I'm going to, like, dip out because I see, like, seven huskies over there that I want to go mess with. It's quite possible he was he was a husky and a German shepherd in his past life. That or he just sees dogs his size are not a challenge. Challenge maybe. Yeah, yeah that, that as well. Um and it's so funny to me cuz like a week and a half ago we actually took him to a dog park and this like giant uh giant giant German shepherd grabbed Bits by the neck and was like pulling him everywhere and Bits is having the time of his life, like his tongue's out, he's panting, like he's doing great. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, my dog does this for fun. Like he tries to get my cat to do this at home. Like it's okay. Like nothing can hurt him now. I promise. <laughs> so he's fearless, huh? He fearless. Oh yeah. He, uh, he is still a little bit of a trauma baby. Um, it, I've only had him for 10 months. So it has taken him 10 months to not only know that it's okay to like eat and know that it's okay to like drink whenever he wants, eat whenever he wants and to know like, it's okay to get up on the furniture. It's okay. If you want to jump onto the bed, like um, it wasn't until like two weeks after we moved here, which was a month ago that he was like, I think that it's okay for me to get on the bed now. And I feel terrible. Cause every time that my fiance and I are loud, cause uh, um, we laugh a lot. Like our laughs are really loud. <laughs> Um, he still gets scared and he like, he pees a little bit and he's like, ah, like I couldn't, I can't do that. And that hurts my heart so much, but oh now he thinks he's a cat. So that's what I got going for me. <laughs> so you, so how long has Bids been with you then? Uh, he's been with me since he was eight months and. <laughs> and how old now? <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, he turned a year in November, so he's like a year and four months, I think, six months. Oh, well, I'm so yeah. glad that you got him and that you're giving him yeah, his best months. life. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just this is something to, to understand. Three and a half months, he was in an abusive situation. Three and a half months. And, you know, uh, six months later... You've, you've had him for about, no, more than that, about 10, 10 months. months. Yeah. Yeah. You've had him for 10 months and it's going to take probably a while to undo the damage. And that's why rescues need such love. And if you've got love in your heart patience. and patience, patience, Cheyenne, that is beautiful. The love in your heart and the patience that you have, um, to to undo the evil. I, I can't say any other word but evil. No, I can't imagine anybody hurting a defenseless animal. Yeah. I, I just and just because you're frustrated. I mean, as humans, we tend to lose our tempers and things like that and, and become impatient. But I just can't imagine when they're so helpless. Yeah. 
it, you know, it's, it's unfathomable to me, but I'm so glad that he has a good home now. And some of that with rescues, even with under the best circumstances, they, some of the trauma doesn't actually get ever undone. Unfortunately, no. when it was, he was so young when this happened to him, it's probably going to be a lifelong struggle just to let him know that it's okay all the time. He will probably mm -hmm. get comfortable as time goes along and enjoy and be able to relax and enjoy himself. Yeah. But there are going to be certain triggers. And I speak from experience because I've had several rescue corgis yeah. and a hammer I got was in pretty good shape. The yes. guy just couldn't keep them anymore. And so was Digby. But my girls, my girls were in horrible situations. They were abused. They were neglected. They had horrible things happen to them. And they just were always so nervous all the time. And as much as you can comfort them and let them know that they're okay and that they're safe now, you still have triggers, right? Yep. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And um, yeah, like, we can't even like throw a ball. He refuses to get any ball because we're like raising our hands to throw it. Oh. And we, yeah, like he will go after literally anything. But if you throw a ball or like if you raise your hand in any way, it's a no-go. He's instantly terrified. And we work on it every day. Like now we can laugh to where he like, he like freaks out. But um, this has literally been the best 10 months of my life. I love... Mm -hmm. I love helping him know that he's able to not only be who he wants to be, but also like he gets to sit on my couch and not, and not freak out. He's not supposed to be up there. And I think that's the best part. Cause uh, yeah. honestly, it's, it's a, it's sad to say, but like, I don't know where I would be without not only my fiance for helping me get him, but also without him because He's literally just my tiny little fur best friend. And I don't know, I don't know where I would be without him. <laughs> oh, it's it's true. You're not the only one who feels like that. Absolutely. As Digby has gotten cat through a lot of just horrendous grief. Yeah. A lot of grief, year. a lot of trauma yeah. in this last year. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a, a year uh, from the recording of this. It'll be a year next week. So um, that my husband passed away and then Digby came into my life and uh, you know, he gives me he gives me cause to get tremendously frustrated and he gives me cause to be so happy and and joy filled and so that's Digby the doof Digby the doof yeah. absolutely <laughs> um now what in obviously talk to your vet about this um i happen to be a bach flower practitioner have been for a number of years but they make bach b a c h you want to say beige, but it's Bach, like the composer. Uh, they make Bach flower remedies for pets. And there is one called Rescue. If you have a, a pet that has had trauma, speak to your vet uh, about it. But you said that's what's in Rescue Remedy, the over the counter that you get right. at pet stores. The over is the counter. Yeah, is Bach flower. So it, it's, and, and Rescue Remedy is actually the history of Rescue Remedies. It's five of the Bach flower remedies, they are single flower remedies. And rescue is a, a combination of the five for trauma. And then, uh, so that's all in, in one bottle and you put a few drops in their water. Uh, it doesn't take a lot. And, and that helps with trauma. I have found, and again, speak to your vet. And another one that most people don't know about um, is the remedy walnut, also a Bach flower remedy. And you can get that usually at... Uh, 
you know, your, your local Whole Foods or any, any store that has uh, remedies and that sort of thing. And walnut is for change and adjustment. So if they're adjusting to a new situation, change, you're bringing in a new pet, uh, that's, that's always great. And I'm, again, I'm going to say it like for the 20th time, uh, <laughs> speak to your vet yeah. first, but it's, it's a Thank you for thing. the education. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Now we know about, yes, thank uh, you. yeah. So, and you have other pets. You said you mentioned a cat. So what, what kind of menagerie did, did bits come into? Um, that was a tricky one. She, she is literally the light of my fiance's eyes. Like they are two peas in a pod. And so she's also been an only child for the past year. So when we brought bits home, we were like, she doesn't like other cats. She barely likes people. Like what's going to happen? So I had this whole plan set out. Like um, we had two bedrooms in our last, our last house. So I was like, we're going to keep her in one bedroom for two weeks. Let her out when Bits is sleeping or like when I'm taking Bits for a walk or whatever so she can smell him. And then when she decides she wants to go sleep, she'll go into that room and Bits will come out of the other room. We'll do the same thing. Like it'll just be a process and that's okay. Like we can do this. We know what we're getting into. And so we had just brought him home, skittish little thing. And I opened up the wrong bedroom door because I forgot which room that Moose was in. So when I opened up the door and she ran, I was like, please don't scare him. <laughs> but it literally took, hi, baby. It literally took all of five minutes for her just staring at him and then like going up to him slowly and was like, you're okay. You're all right. We can, we can hang out. And now they nap together. They cuddle together. They go outside together. Like when we take him on walks, she has, yeah. When we take him on walks, she has a little astronaut backpack that she can look out of and she, she watches over him. Like they're, they're the best of friends. It's cool. Oh, Where are you going? So sweet. Well, Naboo does not nap with Digby. No, no, Naboo, <laughs> Naboo tolerates Digby. Yeah. Um, it's Wigan that we're having to uh, um, get Wigan used to having a cat. Oh. Wigan is a little bit older. He's 12 years old and he's never been exposed to a cat. And Naboo is a cat. And for, Naboo is a cat. For she's, and she is a tuxedo. The craziest type of cat that you could ever adopt is a black oh, yeah. and white cat. Tuxedos are just psycho. <laughs> well, so, well, I'm so glad that you got them introduced successfully yeah. and that they're pals. That's, that's just go. absolutely precious. And I love that. So kind of coming back to what you were talking about, about mental health and how rewarding the process has been and how it's sounds like it's given you a little bit of a sense of purpose. And we were talking about how, uh, how wonderful they are to help with grief and trauma and things that we've experienced as humans. And on the emotional side, I found that having my corgis, I, it's been paramount to have them to deal with anxiety and depression. And there, you said you didn't know where you would be without bits. I'm the same way. I have to have my dogs. I, I have to have my corgis. And have you found that that, that is the, that that's maybe a, perhaps a surprise or something that you weren't expecting that, that bits has been very healing to you in ways as well. Yeah. So, um, February of 2020, I actually lost, um, I had to put my, uh, my cat down. Uh, he was 
almost 20 years old. Like he was sick all the time. Uh, he literally never ate. And I'm like, I can't do this to myself anymore. I don't want to do it to you. So I had to put my cat down. Um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, that's, it's okay. He was ready to go. Like, um, so usually it takes about two, like, syringes i guess is what you want to say it in order to put a cat down like they barely got it it's like he was good and i felt that weight like being lifted because i knew that he was ready to go because i had found my fiance i had um found where i wanted to be and i knew that he was okay with that um but it was after that he was gone that i was like well you have moose and moose is not like the biggest fan of me because like uh, my fiance has been holding her since she was born and like, that's her cat. I'm like, I want something. I want to hold like an animal again. Like I miss having an animal to take care of. So like a month after, no, it was like, like a couple, like three or four months after uh mischief had, had passed away that um, our friend joked about, um, giving her corkies away because she was like, they didn't let me sleep last night. They wrestled all night long. And I was like, I'll take your corgis. Like, <laughs> give them to me, girl. Yeah, I'll, and, take your, I'll take your dogs that keep you up all night. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah. They, <laughs> I will take full responsibility. Just tell me what they like to eat and we'll be good to go. But, uh, oh, the answer is everything, by the way. Yes. Yeah, corgis like to eat everything. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like two days after I had made that joke, uh, my fiance Shaylee actually came home and she was like, Hey, um, my friend has to go to Idaho and she doesn't want to go alone. Uh, she wants to know if we want to go with her. She was like, she'll pay for everything. Like we're going to take her vehicle. She'll pay for food, gas. And I was like, I'm always up for an adventure. Like, that's cool. Like whatever, let's go. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't until we were about like like five hours away from from this random place that we were going to in the middle of nowhere idaho that they were like oh yeah by the way like you're getting a corgi and i started bawling i was like are you serious <laughs> and i actually it this is where like bit and i like this is where i know where i made the right decision uh hi baby with taking him home is because she was like, all right, you have two two corgis to choose from. And it was Bits and his brother um, and his brother Buddy. So I have always wanted a dark colored, um, a dark colored corgi. I was like, I want a, a I want a black corgi. Like this is this is my mission. And so we got there and I was like, yeah, I want Buddy. Like, come on, Buddy, like you're coming home with me. And then Buddy didn't want anything to do with me, but Bits, he came out of the house and he sat right in between my legs and he looked up at me like he was ready to go. And I was like, oh, that's precious. I was like, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's been an adventure ever since. And, oh, that's you know, a wonderful story. And, and people question whether or not animals are smarter than humans. And the answer is yes. <laughs> Bits oh, knew every exactly time. what he wanted, you know, and, and, and Buddy knew like, eh, whatever. But, uh, and, you know, no pretense with no. animals, none at all. Animals are smarter than most humans that you know. Judgment-free. And yes. Bits said, my mommy's here. You finally came. I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love this story. That's that's amazing. <laughs> well, we, we've appreciated your time so much. I have one last question. If you were to say what your favorite thing is about Bits' personality, what his favorite things are, what would you say? 
Uh, it's probably got to be the f the fearlessness. Like he's been through a lot in his life, but that doesn't stop him from trying to jump out the window while we're driving on the freeway. Like that doesn't stop him from <laughs> instigating other dogs at the dog park. Like, um, and he's again, been through a lot, but that doesn't stop him from like loving. And I think that that's like the best part. Cause, um, going back to mental health, um, my fiance and I both struggle with it. And like when we're upset, he's right there, ready to go. Like, hold me, love me. I'll give you your space. I'll come back in a couple minutes. Like, it's definitely the fearlessness in his because and he's my best friend. Oh, yeah. yeah sounds very, like very. When you need him. And that's so incredibly valuable and wonderful. Absolutely. Say bye. Come here. Come say bye. While we're waiting for Bits to come up on camera, dear listener, please go to YouTube so you can see how precious little Bits is. And if you want to follow Bits' adventures, there's a TikTok page under Handsome the Corgi Boy. Dear viewer, you can see we have a banner on the screen that shows you where to go. But for those listening, it is TikTok <laughs> Handsome the Corgi Boy. Well, thank you so much, Cheyenne, for rescuing that precious little bean. And we wish you many years of happiness for yes. both of you. Yes. Thank and you. All four of you, really. Yeah, all of you, of course. <laughs> all of you, the whole family. Yeah. I didn't mean to dis I didn't mean to fail to include the whole family, but yes. But <laughs> no, you're certainly <laughs> certainly you and Bit. Yeah. And, yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much again for, for rescuing. Listener, viewer, if you can, you want a corgi, please consider rescuing. We will be glad to help you find one that yes. needs a home. And thank you so much, Cheyenne and Bits. Have a great rest of your evening. Say bye-bye. Say thank you. <laughs> we do that to ours, too. Use the little stumper <laughs> to say bye-bye. Bits to us on camera. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much. You guys have a great day. Yes, ma'am. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. So how happy is your heart right now? Oh, so happy. So happy. And then the Italian in me wants to find that that other couple and just do evil things to them. But that's just we well, yeah, but we don't we don't encourage violence. No, no, we don't we encourage don't. retaliation. I, ha I have to I have to keep that. Uh, yeah. Uh we won't tell you about Kat's prison record <laughs> and uh her reform there, here on the There is not. <laughs> No, we, uh, it's, that's the best thing you can do when rescuing is when they've had a horrible situation like that. We hope not, we hate to hear it, but the beauty is that someone loving comes along and rescues and gives them a second chance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, love, love them as much as is humanly possible and support, please support your, your local rescue, um, agencies. Yeah, they need fosters. They need volunteers to foster. If if you, not everyone's cut out to be a foster, but they do need res. Uh, they do the rescues do need volunteers for fostering. Of course, funds things like that. Absolutely. In some of the shelters, need help if it's uh, daily walks, things like that. Those are great ways to contribute if you're not ready to take on a baby of your own, but you still want that bonding and want to be able to help. Those are all good things to do. Yeah. Always. Well, thank you for joining us today, listener, viewer. We appreciate you joining us for this wonderful rescue story. 
If you enjoyed this, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are also on Instagram and Facebook at Corgi Town USA. Instagram's Corgi underscore town underscore USA. And we are also on TikTok. Yes. If you want to see Mortimer, the little baby, we have been having fun making all kinds of little videos to lovely, nice, and heartwarming hip hop songs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a cute little corgi dancing around a Busta Rhymes. But please go to our TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Any way that you can help us. We also like to give back. So the more people we have aware, the more it helps out all of us and corgidom. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to sign off tonight. It's Candy, Chuckles, Digby, Wiggin, and... Catherine. Catherine, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. We're here for you every Thursday, all things Corgi, Corgi Town USA. Bye.